It is the Chicago vs. United audio podcast, your Chicago scene salvation, featuring interviews with the premier talent and tastemakers in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast every week at ChicagoVersUnited.com. This week, on the phone with Miles Benjamin and Michelle Morales of The Loneliest Monk in advance of the group's record release event this Friday, July 8th at Reggie's Rock Club. Michelle and Miles, how's it going? Good, how are you? Very well. For anyone who's not familiar yet with The Loneliest Monk, I thought we would start out kind of with a little bit of like a a quick summary of the band, you know, give some history, and then we can kind of talk about what's going on right now. So, you know, how did this project get together? Like, how long have you two been active as The Loneliest Monk? Well, our first show was August 2008, 2008, so we've been doing this almost three years now. I was just finishing up grad school at DePaul, and Miles and I, in terms of musically, we, we sort of began meshing a little bit of our influences together, and our, our very first show was at the hideout. We literally crammed together a set list of songs that we wrote in about two and a half weeks, and um, it seems like that's the that's how we, we work a lot of the times, I guess the more stressed the better the band loneliest monk you guys are a two-piece and one of the elements that really sets your music apart is the use of cello as one of the primary instruments you know and that's really not like an instrument that's really found all that often in you know in, in rock music so what kind of response have you guys gotten to you know having a different sound and having like unique instrumentation well it's completely different in terms of four-fronted instruments but i i, I kind of like the mystery of it too in that i play an electric cello so it, it doesn't look like your typical acoustic cello that people are sort of used to. So right away, it comes off as not normal uh, <laughs> instrument, uh, looking at it-wise. But it's it's fun for me because I can explore more of the effects and make it sound like a guitar if I wanted to, or make it sound more melodic like a cello would sound like. I mean, does that open up a lot of doors in recording where you don't have to bring other musicians in for different instrumentation you can kind of say like well we could go get a guitarist but let's just do the guitar version of the electric cello definitely yeah i think um on the last record before the seven inch michelle played some keys but other than that it's been pretty much you know us three laying down or us two laying down everything and trying to keep as much as possible about the cello and that's really been the direction after this last tour we even started phasing out some of the keys that we were playing live and just keeping it really focused on cello and drum cello and drum and that's been working out for us pretty well so far you know chicago's kind of got a history of that i mean you look at a group like Local H where Scott has that guitar-bass hybrid instrument, you know, and, and it's like you could just bring in other people or you could just kind of build out on your instruments and, and go from there. So I think it's always really cool when that's kind of a component of the group. When you throw an electric cello through the different pedals that we've been playing with, yeah, like Michelle said, you can really get a variety of sounds and loops and all sorts of stuff, allowing us to kind of, you know, create a sound bigger than what is, I think, expected out of a two-piece, which is a nice, nice add-on. Yeah, you know, two pieces can definitely make a lot of noise uh, these days, and it's crazy. You wouldn't know that there's only two individuals behind that sound, but it, it can get pretty pretty loud, so that's awesome. And we definitely can sometimes get pretty loud. It's, we try to keep it dynamic, but when you throw that electric cello through a big muff, you can get some gnarly tones. <laughs> You guys are releasing a new 7-inch single. Uh, it's called Hiding Places. And to me, you know, just kind of like what we're talking about, the A side and the B side of the release really showcase two sides of the group. You know, Hiding Places is very, like you were saying, tumultuous and aggressive, while, you know, He is the Bad One is a lot more ominous and, and slower building. Was that part of the attempt here to demonstrate different delivery styles that the band is capable of? Yes, uh, the A side is actually all electric cello. 
and we made a point really? making sure that it was all electric. And then on the B side, it's acoustic cello. So you get two different aspects of cello as an instrument. And that's kind of, it's the B side brings more of my classical styling. And then the, the A side is more of how I've been affected by the whole electronic uh, instrument. Michelle, I want to ask, you know, because I'm so intrigued by this, like, what kind of background did you have with the cello prior to the group and, and, you know, prior to meeting up with Miles and starting The Loneliest Monk? Like, how did that background come into influencing the project? I mean, I started like any kid that had the opportunity to have classical music in their elementary school. It seems so foreign now. But fortunately, I went through a public school system that thrived in the arts. And right away, I became completely attached with the instrument and took lessons from a private teacher all the way through high school. And then I decided to pursue it through college and and through grad school. But other than being in, in orchestras, I was always drawn to different music that influenced my upbringing. My dad had a killer record collection, and I think he's responsible for kind of opening up my eyes and ears to a lot of different music. And I kind of, through my training, wanted both sides of that. And fortunately, I had teachers that were able to help me feel and, and learn out the, the different sides of improvisation. And Miles and I came along when I moved to Chicago. I was looking for bands to play with on the acoustic level side and realizing that then it was still smoky in bars and venues that I had to uh, purchase an electric instrument because I was going to my classes with a smoky cello and that wasn't <laughs> looked upon <laughs> very well and uh, next to my stand partner in orchestra. So because you were out in like the dirty gritty rock scene, that's pretty funny. Oh yeah, and you know bringing in an old hundred year old German cello, kind of a scary experience because it's probably worth more than you know the cars that people were driving to those cars with. <laughs> I, I totally believe it. I totally believe it. You know, and speaking of playing like dirty, gritty rock shows, you guys are playing a record release show. It's this Friday, July 8th at Reggie's. It's the record release for Hiding Places. What can people expect from your live show who haven't seen you guys live before? Well, I think I was kind of mentioning before, since our last uh, tour, we've really tried to gear our set toward focusing on that cello and drum and just really driving that sound home. And whether people have seen us or not, I think that we've been working on some new material as well as obviously the material coming out on the 7-inch. I think it's going to be an exciting, hopefully very dynamic and, and just full of energy and uh, and it's down at Reggie's Rock Club, which already has that kind of, like you said, that dark grime, which is nice. But we're going to try to try to mix it up a little bit, though, and bring a little bit of 50s zazz to the room and to the stage, um, much like the photographs that are coming out in the booklet that comes along with the 7-inch. Yeah, you know, I also really wanted to ask about that booklet. I mean, you have a 7-inch vinyl coming out this week, but part of the advanced pre-order package, which we'll link to on ChicagoVersusUnited.com, people who pre-order the vinyl are also going to get Domestica Monk, which is a photography book put together with I Shoot Rockstars, you know, who, who do photo work in Chicago. So how did that project come together? Well, Kyle is not only a good friend of ours, but he has always sort of had this vision of what The Loneliest Monk is aesthetically and visually. And so about last fall, came up with this idea to let people into what it would be like seeing The Loneliest Monk from a day-to-day aspect that in the 1950s, anywhere from that Rosie the Riveter shot, which I'm, you know, tuning up my cello to me walking home, seeing a pink house and a white picket fence to making dinner, which is all gummy bears and cookies and candy. (laughs) I 
I'm a big sweet tooth, so we got to explore that a little bit. And even like from the mask side, there's an amazing picture of me knitting a mask that's completely made out of yarn. And Miles is sitting there very stoic, like on the couch in the living room. And so it really sets a story to what it would be like if somebody were to enter the realm of the 1950s only a month. Yeah, and when, when Kyle and Elizabeth, who's the makeup artist at I Shoot Rockstars, we are just kind of brainstorming this idea. We've done a lot of really epic, kind of dark, steampunk-driven photographs, and that's been kind of the direction. We're like, it would be a lot of fun to take that, that still kind of odd appeal that a mask has and everything else that goes along with it and throw it right into the 1950s. And it, it's definitely an odd blend that came out of it. It's pretty fun. Well, I think that's fantastic, man. It's a really cool companion piece to the record. And like I said, the record, you know, the seven inches dropping this week. You got the record release show at Reggie's this Friday. What else does 2011 hold for The Loneliest Month? Well, we have that tour itch. We went on a 18-day uh, tour, and that's been completely eye-opening to us in terms of meeting other bands, meeting bands and, and different scenes out there. So I think we're looking towards the, the West Coast. Kind of selfishly, too, because uh, the weather is a lot better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the fall, not to say, you know, we, we, we do love our, our Chicago winter because it helps us get stressed out even more on music. But I think we're looking to California. We're also going to be going on a short week tour out west to Colorado and back. So that should be a lot of fun, I think. Well, I think that's, I mean, I think that makes a ton of sense after the winter we had here. So getting out of town, I don't think anyone will blame you. Exactly. Well, Miles, Michelle, the new record is out this week, Hiding Places, and you guys are playing Reggie's this Friday. Thanks so much for taking the time to call in tonight. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast, your Chicago scene salvation. Thanks to Michelle Morales and Miles Benjamin of The Loneliest Monk for being on the show this week. You can find past episodes of the Chicago vs. United Audio Podcast at chicagoverseunited.com, including interviews with members of Sons, Secret Colors, A Lull, and more. You can follow the Dynasty Podcast Network online at Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud.com slash Dynasty Podcast and DynastyPodcast.tumblr and Bandcamp.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black, Dynasty Descend.